I would like to begin to ask the drinks first why they think this meeting is necessary for this moment of time. Anyone? Yes, you are. You can give your input too. Because you're new to the role, so maybe why do you think it's necessary? Speak louder. I think overall, <laughs> everyone should know what is uh, their role, mm -hmm. and uh, especially for for drinks, like then it's easier to understand who is doing what, and uh, they have a better overview of what's happening. I guess. And the rules part. Because you talked about the the roles mm -hmm. within. This uh, building, so who is doing what, which role are, are you fulfilling, but why do we also need a more structure or rules clarification because uh, so they, they are in place, yeah. but no one bothers to read it, so why do you think it's necessary so, so everyone no, knows? So there is no overlap in mm -hmm. what people do, and it's, it's more efficient the way the everyone does. On the right side. Please give your uh, insights. I think it's mainly to set some boundaries between uh, the stuff that drinks do and the stuff that runners do. Just to make it clear that drinks do certain things that runners definitely shouldn't do. Some? <laughs> yeah. Maybe how Umay was ordered, the structure there. Mm -hmm. Exactly like here, it's front and back, and it, we only had one at each side. Mm -hmm. and just yet the runners who just only did the food, and yet the drinks who did like the they got the empty plates, they got the drinks. And you really had the um, you really saw the difference between runners and drinks, and I think it's very important that everybody just knows what you can do and should be doing as runner and as drinks. You mentioned difference, you can see how... Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, the difference is that people who... The runners just have... Uh, oh, you have food on their... Plate? plate. Yeah. Tray. Yeah, and the drinks never have any food. They just re only focus on the, the guests, only the drinks. And if everything is okay, yeah, okay. Um, I'll divide this talk in two parts. So it won't be that much load of information. The first will be obviously a lot of more information. The second one will be free flowing, discussing the points you have wrote down as part of your homework. But I'm guessing no one really did. So you already did in this last minute. Um, but that's fine. Um, we'll get first into the mindset part then what we think is correct, efficient working, because like Lara mentions about efficiency and Hank mentions like the, your set of priority, how is, how is that in your mind and how do you apply it in the practice? And that is what I see, not really the boundary, but it's really the set of priority that is shuffling in your mind, differing from which role or structure we have. Because you have so much um, 
everyone is because I would like always give the analogy as a domino, but nowadays I really like the sport analogy more. Uh, for instance, for soccer, we're supposedly to be a soccer team. It's almost fifteen people. So, or how how big is a soccer team? Twenty one, yeah. on a team. How? No total with the reserves. Twenty one, and then you have eleven on the field, ten on reserve, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, if we take like the general workload of the night or the evening, you can see that as like the total workload is the opposition. So if you want to follow the analogy here, the, what they are trying to do is just get more ground. So that is when things got getting in more the warning zone or problem zone, if you will, because if the uh, opposition gets close to your goal, then it's more problem time for you because then they can really score. When they score is actually when the problem arises so much, if you follow the analogy, they score, then is when things really go wrong, when people are mad. So if you can follow that, then everyone on the field has a purpose. Someone at the front, they are attackers in the... In the English term, yeah, they are attackers. You have midfielders and defenders and the goalie. Everyone has a purpose. It's not like the goalie can't soccer, play soccer. Of course he can. He can probably play better soccer than anyone else. It doesn't mean that a defender can never score. Of course they can. But their set of priorities are so different. They know each part. You're like one unit defending the goal. And eventually you have to score eventually to win the to win um, the match. So eventually, so for us, scoring is like uh, when we do not have any problems at all, no complaints at all, at all, we do the proper surface, we do the proper upselling, we do the proper everything. That is when we score. When those pointers are check, 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 then we like, we are really scoring as a team. Everyone has a... So when the roles or the task at hand gets ambiguous in your in the people's minds then people are doing things they know how to do but they shouldn't do so if a defender starts to think like an attacker he's not doing the right pre, uh, behavior to support the team because if he tries to attack he'll leave his post probably so there is a gap between the defense line so if the opposition comes closer there is this gap your colleagues have to fill Imagine that with workloads, same thing. As a runner wants to be the drinks or the leads, you probably know how to do it. You leave your post, you leave a gap. That means opposition can score. That means your colleague have to pick up your loads. So it's not like the loads is not there, the workloads. It's still coming, it's, it's never stopping. It's just attacking, attacking, attacking. It does not stop until the match is over. Like with minute one, you get here, that's the match. It starts. It does not stop until the match is over. So, like uh, 11.45, then the match is over. In all those time, uh, in between the timeline, you just have to do what you are required, supposed to do, really efficiently, effectively. So eventually you don't lose the match and hopefully you win the match. Winning meaning doing an excellent service, people are coming back, people are spending a lot, people are laughing out loud, that's winning. But also I'll take like not losing. 
but preferably we'll win. So that is why it's so important to know the respective roles, if you will. And again, it's not that you don't know how to do it. It's more one unit of a team. Everyone, we have a game plan. Everyone is doing what they are supposed to do. And eventually everyone is really good at it. That is why the attacker in a soccer team will remain the attacker. It won't really change a lot during the Champions League, I guess, right? The midfielder will always be the midfielder, defender, the, mid, the goalie, I guess, always the goalie. So I don't think that will change a lot. Why is that? They are really efficient in what they are doing. But how come they are efficient? Because they are always doing the same thing. But this does not mean they are not important to the team. Of course they are. If the goalie sucks, yeah, you're going to lose. No matter, no matter how good the attacker, defender or the midfield is. So it's not more like, oh, um, your role is less important. Every role is evenly distributed important. But within a team and within the structure, it's really important to have that structure so you don't have gaps of workloads that has to be deferred when it's there still it's not like oh if i'm not gonna clean this table it will magically disappear and then be set again that will never happen if you don't clean the table the drink will come he'll see or her she will see it she'll do it by automation because like test at hand do it test at hand do it so if he or she will do it Meaning, the drinks won't be brought. If she or he won't bring the drinks, meaning people will wait. If they wait too long, one table is okay. Third table is okay. But fifth table, then you have a lot of back work to do because then you have, uh, uh, how do you say, back order of a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of tasks that yeah, you're walking behind. And there it starts with the snowball effect of downhill of losing. Because then you're just catching up all the stuff you should have done, which could have, couldn't have done because someone in the team <coughs> deferred from their respective roles or tests at hand. Most important thing, start with the mindset. We have spoken about this a lot of times with the last talk, with the talk before that. <coughs> it all starts with the mindset. If you asked, ask, Soyin or Hank, Lisa, what's your mindset during work when you come here? Is there anything going around in your head? Probably, like for me also, also when I was just working for someone. I see the building door as a bubble. The whole building, it's a bubble. If you watch Netflix, you know the sphere or the under the dome. It, you know, just see it like that. It's the dome. When you go in, Anything within your head that's going on, doesn't matter your personal problems, financial problems, school problems, love drama, whatever, schoolwork, teamwork, homework, anything, it's cut down, left behind outside the door. You go in, empty mind. It's like... Zzzz. It's like that. Actually, it should be like that. You come in, and then you're like, yes, finally my mind can recharge. This is my time to recharge my mind. Because for me, it was like that. During the week, it's like school, life, getting money, you know, anything, friends, drama. Your mind is raising. But at work, you don't really need that much of your mental energy. Let's be honest. This is not record science. It's more muscle memory and the kind of awareness and focus. It doesn't require that much mental energy if you do it right. 
it requires shitloads of men and that's the real nice difference you see between people that are doing it right and doing it wrong if people at the end of the day are tired physically that means they have done a good job if people are tired mentally that means probably they were thinking a lot of other things during work because you the the logic behind that is like this if you're at a certain place if you think about really, really, like really think about it, if you're at a certain place, how much can you really change the out- outcome of that drama or the teamwork or the homework or any other crisis, really? If you're at a certain point, like for instance, you're at school and you have like family drama going on, you're there at school. What can you do, really? You can't really pick up your call, go outside to call. It's, there is nothing you can do. You can't get back to it when you're done with school. Of course, you'll pick it up. What, what do you actually achieve by thinking about that drama? To be honest, really nothing. Because you can only change anything or do anything when you are confronting the problem. And when can you confront the problem? When you're not at the location anymore where you're at. So at work, it's the same thing. If you're at work, you can't really change the outcome of the like, friendship drama. You're like, oh, damn, that bitch cheated on me, like, or, or, you know, you can't change that. It's already happened. What can you do? You're at work. You're doing the work. What, what can you do? You can do nothing. So what does it change? And just, you're just putting yourself out of energy by thinking about it. But what do you achieve by that? Really? Nothing. Nothing is changed. The reality is still the same. She still cheated. And that's what it is. And you can pick it up during work. And that is what I mean with why do I have this opportunity when I get to work? Or school is the same setting. You can finally mentally recharge because you don't have to think about anything except when things arise that require attention. So if that is like rule number one, I get here, all my baggage all my problems, skeletons in the closet, everything's outside. I leave it outside. I get here, it's like a mental meditation during work. You have like four hours, five hours of mental recharge. You know how good that feels if you do it right, you get out of the work, you feel so recharged that you can conquer the world. At least that was how I felt. Then I get to my thesis, then I get to my problems, then I get to any problem I had to solve in real life. Not during work. I can do that. So if you do it right, you'll feel mentally recharged. That is actual facts. That is why, that is like step one. So you have like, if you think about bandwidth, yeah. If you clear your bandwidth, when you come in the work with, work floor, you have all the bandwidth to, to do your work properly. Pro- properly. It's not that hard anymore. Because to be honest, everyone knows What's important? If you think logically, and Serena always says, oh, that's logic. But, and that's cool because she's new and she's still pure, if you will. So for her, it's logic. Because for her, it's like, phew, empty mind, phew, let's go. Because you have your clear attention, and attention doesn't really require that, ma- ma- that much mental energy. So if you clear your bandwidth, you go in, you have all the realm to work around the setting here, it doesn't require that much. Let's be honest, not, again, not like physics or uh, chemics that you have to make some difficult equation that something can go wrong and explode. 
It's it's easy. We just bring food, bring drinks, make people happy. It's not more than that. So that is step one. Clear bandwidth, get in, empty mind, in the bubble, all the luggage out. Step two, your mind should work like a kind of a radar. So if you like, you have seen TV shows, so you see like the submarines, like so if they see any danger in our case Tess they'll pick it up but hang how can you pick it up and remember it because I know you're always doing something hopefully eventually everyone's doing always busy with something so you can't get to it so there's two things you notice the thing you have to do the task at hand but you can do it because you're still bringing food now remembering one insert Task, table 11, X. Then table 15, Y. Table 20, Z. You know, and you put it in your mind. Like, first I do X, then Y, then Z. When you are done with what you're doing. You get back, you do your thing. That is not, then you're not leaving any gap. You're doing things that you notice. And then, that's, that's the second tier. So you're like, put, opening the radar, you know, scanning around. Scanning around and noticing tests that should be done for yourself. That is tier one. Second tier, if you think about really clearly, you have a whole big team around you. It's not like you are here with three people. On the evenings, you have today, you have like 13 people or 12. Right? So you have enough people around you. If you're busy with something and you're, and that's a second tier. So the first one is like watching the tables and I would prefer you guys watch the eyes instead of the tables. Cause it's really easy to scan the tables, but then you sometimes don't even notice when there is something they want to ask. Mm-hmm. Always scan the eyes of the table. So like be polite. So don't be and <coughs> scare them off like I'm uh, cranky. Just be, you know, your, your, your resting bitch face should be resting smiling face. Case in point, Karina. It's perfect. She's the best example. No, I'm serious. Everyone should do that. You should train it. It's perfect. Because it helps you in a social situation. Because if you're really bored, it seems like you're really interested. No, imagine if your resting smiling face is always smiling, even in your head, if you're like really tired and want to die, everyone thinks you're like paying attention. She's so social. She's so nice. But it is like reality. And that's, if that is your face by default, and then you scan the faces, this does count in a subconscious as good service. Because everyone is having a good time, apparently. Because it's all about appearance. They don't know what behind, happens behind closed doors. They don't know. It's all about appearance. So if, you're, if that is your default face, and I know that, that requires somewhat mental energy, I have to be honest. For some people, it's really tough. But you can rest, because if you're turning your head to the bar, you can be as angry as you want. You know, if, you are, if, if they don't see you, it's okay. <laughs> but if they see you, and you know they see you, like if you're walking this way and this way, but that, during that part between 15 and when you're walking to the sushi bar and the grill, you can be as mad, as mad or cranky or angry as you want. If no one sees you, it doesn't count. If they see you, you put on the show. They also say in the hospital, uh, the hospital, hospitality business, it's also an enter- it's more an entertainment business. And we're actually actors and actresses. 
it's about appearance. Um, so we had tier one, tier two. You have people around you put help each other out. It goes both ways. Either you see a task, you can get to it. You see someone who, are, who is able to get it. Very good example. If this place is all really um, crowded, I have a table food for one. I can get to it, but Hank is already there picking up plates or whatever. I can tell Hank, hey, this food table one. This is a really small example. But you know, I already achieved something really small, but it's really efficient. First of all, I don't have to go all the way there, which costs me time. I don't have to be like, you know, maneuver my way around the people and Hank, you know, and like, watch out, Hank, I'm coming behind you, whatever. <laughs> I'll just go, this is for one. That's it. One sentence, we're done. then this person has a problem with us because he should be, be sacrificed everything for the team. It's like one for all for one. But they will be willing to because you're asking something small. It's about efficiency, efficiency again, but it's something small. But it also be, can be like when Ezra is doing the bills and you see people go in for the bill. I mean, she was doing the table cleaning and setting and people are going for the bill and you see it, this sort of all the way around. You can say, hey, let me take this over you do the bills. So it's both ways. That's the second tier. <coughs> the third tier, it's actually about how to make my life easier. So there comes the, and everyone has this with the job interview. We care about effectiveness, efficiency. Efficiency does not mean I can set 10 tables in 10 times walking. So I walk the most of you all. That's not efficiency. That's just, I don't know. They call it stupid working, but I don't know. I prefer another term, but it's all about, do I know the proper way to do something? And that's in everything. There is the right, the, the, the good way to it, or the, how do you say that? The right way to do it and the... Wrong. No, but it's like the good, no. In Dutch <laughs> you have like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have like a good way to do it and the best way to do it. So you might know you think you know, but actually you don't. And someone else can do it like 10 times faster. That's with most things. So you, you always should take the best practice. And I hope we have eventually a list of best practices. So everyone does certain tests the fastest way. By doing that, what do we achieve? We win grounds. But going back to the football analogy, soccer analogy. By doing that, when you're efficient, you do things when you're supposed to at the most efficient way. You earn a lot of time for yourself, first of all. And for the team. Because if you have done it already, meaning your colleagues will have time to do something else. And if that gets done really fast, meaning there is even more time to do some small things. And when that gets done really fast, we all can stand around and just observe the people and just help them correctly. And then, when you, then is when you're winning grounds. Then everything is efficient. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Then you're winning, winning ground, and then you can finally score. Scoring meaning exceeding expectations. When people are giving us a good, good feedback, they're really proud of us. They make friends of us or suggest tattoo designs for you personally. So that is when you score. So that that is, huh? <laughs> Um, 
So it's really important to do everything as conscious as possible, focused as possible, aware as possible, efficient as possible. Sounds really tough, but if you rewind to what I said, just said 10 minutes ago, when you clear your bandwidth, your mental space, it's clear. You have nothing to think about. Up until the test at hand when your radar is going, you see nothing. And meanwhile, you just bring your food, you know, you're doing things. There is nothing going on. Your mind is not using any energy. So basically, you're always at your happy place permanently. And then you see some, you notice something like, oh, oh yeah, I'll get to that. You see how say, I'll get to that. Now is best than later. If you say later and think, oh, someone else will do it, and then the problem starts again. Because if, if the mindset is, oh, I'll get to that later, or someone else can do it, you're just leaving the problem as is it, and then someone else should detect it, hopefully, because that's the second thing, you know, that other person should be aware enough to detect the same problem. But what if he or she doesn't detect that? So, for instance, people are saying, hey, uh, my grilled lamb shops are not here. They address it to you. You're like, oh, I'll get to that later or someone else might need see it. But what if the runner doesn't know what to do? I'm, well, probably most of you know how to do it, but some new people don't. So people complain the same second time they complain. I'm still waiting for my lamb chops I ordered 30 minutes ago. Now they're starting to add time clocks on it. You know, I waited 30 minutes, 45 minutes, one hour. People exaggerate a lot. Yeah. Like they not only <laughs> double it, they quadruple the waiting time. Yeah. So imagine that. So there's already kind of irritation. You better believe when they complain about the third time, they'll be really clear to mad and really not happy. And really in a big setting, they can order like gazillion dishes gazillion times. You guys know that, right? It's unlimited, all you can eat. Just because one dish, he or she waited 30 minutes, one dish, and we did not solve that problem, that small problem can be kind of elephant in the room. And that small problem, if it's the group leader of the table, it can ruin for everyone the experience and their rating and their satisfaction about the stay here, the service here. Just the simple, small, I did not receive my lamp track. At first, notice and no one did with that. So you can see how the small thing, when you're like, oh, someone else will get to it, you know, we'll solve it later. You can see how that becomes one elephant and they're all like, yeah, the wait is too long. I, have, I never received the things I ordered or never come to my table. You guys are really slow. This is really recognizable for you, I hope. <laughs> that is why. Because one person did not address the problem at the right time and properly. Properly meaning, that is why we also have <laughs> the structure. It's about efficiency, remember? So one of the tests, I'll get to the roles in a minute and the priority. One of the tests of drinks is also dealing with complaints. When you're dealing with complaints during your stay here, so for instance, Hank has already worked for us, I don't know, one and a half years, two years. You know how to deal with, I did not receive my lamp chops. And probably really fast and efficient. And if someone doesn't know how to deal with, I'm not sure if you know, Serena. 
Wow. If she doesn't know, she can think, okay, I'll try to solve it myself. You know, I'll figure out how to do it. And she's pretty smart, so probably she'll figure it out. But that figuring it out might take 15 minutes of her time. That 15 minutes, the same 15 minutes, she can do other things. But that 15 minutes leaves workload behind for someone else to do. And that's someone has picked up her workload and her own, his own workload. But that takes that person even more time. But then if those two runners are doing that, and you're doing finding out still the, where's the, what, how do I get this to this table, then eventually the drinks have to step in. When one of their priorities also, when it's really busy, bring the food, because the food is first. All the people care about is food here. Let's be honest, they don't care about anything else, but their food, they ordered to get there at the right time at the table. So the drinks eventually have to do that. If the drinks have to do that, then Ezra or Lisa, who is the lead, she'll have like the whole bar filled with drinks to do. But then at the same time, people want to pay bills, come in, have calls, reservations, questions about other things. And you can already see we're still the snowball effect. Just because Serena talked, sorry to put you in the example, just because she thought she could solve it. And eventually she might solve it. Like, maybe she's really smart, she can solve it by herself. Clear thinking, logic, you can solve it. You can solve it. But that is the start of the snowball. <coughs> and the start of the gap when the offense, uh, the opposition can get to you. So that is why it's really necessary see the problem so first notice problem see the pro address it solve it or communicate it properly like today it's a good ex example just it happens every day because no one uh, not everyone attires to this set of principles i would like prefer to be principles than rules because mm -hmm. rules are really mandatory it's like i have to do it and principles are more like oh, it's logic it's making my it's everything should be interpreted be how do i make my life easier as a runner, do you think it's easier for your life to solve it yourself? Or just go, Hank, say we're 11 waiting for food. Just that. One sentence. Which part is easier for your life? I'm just guessing it's the second option. Just the one sentence to the right person. Hank, table 11 waiting lamb chops. Just go. I, I'm hoping that is easier for life. Maybe there is someone who's like, oh, I prefer the other sides. <laughs> Let's figure it out, you know. Um, so I hope there's a second option. And actually it is. So easy. Always interpret the things to how do I make my own life easier. And sometimes easier is just communication to each other. It's back to the example today. As family came with a baby, so logically they need a baby chair. So the lady said to the one of her colleagues, we still don't know. And that's really troublesome because no one would like, it was me who forgot it or <laughs> didn't thought about it. No one would say that, you know, never in practice. No one ever, you know, like put in there. Yeah, it was me, you know, like really, how do you confess to their forgettingness? Is that a thing? Yeah. Confess to their forgettingness or lack uh, laziness. Um, <clears throat> So again, uh, a drink went there. Hey, um, do you maybe require uh, a baby chair? And then the lady is already irritated because she kind of waited 10 minutes for the baby chair, right? Because she told our colleague, 
and and one thing really important if you work here people don't give a fuck which rank you are which role you are they all expect you to be professional and know your craft they don't give a f if it's your first day or the thousand day they really don't they really don't but rea- realistically if you go to the bank you see a ba- bank lady you expect her to know bank stuff you just go to her hey this is my problem help me solve it she cannot answer you at that moment sorry it's my first day so uh i'll get someone else yeah maybe she can if she's really are inexperienced someone but it does not work like this in the service industry people are expecting you to know your craft and your information with that in mind know your information and know what to do and there's a nice segue to one small thing appearance everything again if you come over more confident so you know your information you know your uh, set of priorities your structure your principles your self confidence when you're addressing the problem or the complaints it's different and you know we are empathic creatures so if your confidence is high and you know and when you're working here you know what what you're doing what your colleagues are doing so you have the full support of everyone and you know that everyone's doing their thing people are complaining to you or addressing a problem you can convey in such a way that people are just more calm cuz what what happens when you're not confident or kind of self doubty or um being unsure about your thing you're like distilling fear and you know chaos and there that's really unsettling for for some people if the people that work there don't know what they are doing and that's one of one of, one of the most common mis- complaints when you see in refuse people don't know what they are doing but sometimes it just it seems like they don't know what they're doing maybe they actually do but they're just really un- in, um how do you say uncomf- not insecure that's the word if they're really insecure in the communication in their way of doing and in eventually the solving part wow in totality the problem was solved and they didn't have a problem anymore but you conveyed it as such that they had doubts in the total team that is also one thing it's never oh that uh girl with the glasses with blonde hair no it's like the team is ignorant they don't know what to do it's always one person but then it's like i said like i said people are really good at exaggerating it's quadrupling it's like not one person knows the whole team doesn't know what they are doing in reality it's just one person um back to the roles 